Hi, I'm Madeline Quigley. And I'm Emily Quinn. And this is Young and Bereaved, a podcast about grief. You can hear me. So is it, are we in it? We're in it. And okay. right off the bat, have you been reading A Court of Thorns and Roses? <laughs> um, I just started it last night because I finished Yoke and then like processed it for like five minutes and then opened A Court of Thorns and Roses. <laughs> like, and some fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I only did the first chapter. So I like got, Fair. I got into the, um, her family characters and I know her name is Feyre. Um, did you know how to pronounce that or did you look it up or do they, well, is there like, they say it in the very beginning. They like, explain they, how they, to pronounce well, it. they have her sister say her name and they spell it phonetically because she's like, her sister said it like in a wine, like dragged it out into two syllables and they spell out the two syllables. So it's Feyre. Well done, Sarah J. Yeah, Russell. I know. Like, very subtle. One, we all know how to say her <laughs> name, even though it looks like fairy. Is what her name looks Oh like. my god, it's so on the nose. It's so on. It's like naming PETA PETA. Oh, <laughs> Hunger Games! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but if you're going to talk about A Court of Thorn and Roses, like how do you, you're talking about the Hunger Games already. Like yeah. it's the same thing. Well, it's funny because Nate texted me like, is this book The Hunger Games? And I was like, literally what I said. I was like, is this just ripping? Have you looked up when this one came out? When did she publish this? No, the first thing I did was check when it was published. I was like, (laughs) is she just copying the... I literally flipped to the page, the publication page. I was like, when the fuck was this published? She has to have read The Hunger Games, right? She definitely... It it changes a lot from The Hunger Games, but I will say... Right, but it's just the beginning is so on point, like exactly the same. It's exactly the same as The Hunger Games. And then other elements, there's some Twilight elements in there. There's some Harry Potter elements. Oh, okay. This book pulls in a lot. Oh, I'm so excited. I have made Quinn start reading this fantasy novel that I... I'm now done with the third one. I started it a week ago. Is that um, the final one or are there, are there only three? There's one more. It's really short. Was the second one still your favorite? Second one is so good. Well, <laughs> so good as well, too. It's the best one in the series for sure. Okay. Um, But I listened to it. I told you on audiobook at two times speed, just sat in my bed for like a full day, like, and just sat there listening to it because the information was coming in so fast that to process it, I had to sit there. (laughs) But I bought the second one today because I was like, I want to have it. So you can, lucky you. Perfect. You know, it's good when you don't recommend that I get it from the library. Yeah. If I'm like, (laughs) I really want you to read a book, I'll show up with it on your doorstep (laughs) and hand it to you. Quite literally. And a bouquet of flowers. She bought me, Mm -hmm. she got didn't buy me she mm-hmm. picked me flowers from her garden at one point i did buy them i did buy the yeah the the corms to start them so okay okay there you go um well i got some baby's breath today to fill oh, it to, out to kind of to do a little yeah they look so gorgeous i kind of want more like if you're looking to get I more have, away so i will have more and more next time you come over please bring some more they're so beautiful i'll bring book two oh my god yeah i'll definitely be done with one by then one is right i hope everyone reads this if there's any akatar fans out there please hit me up i have (laughs) no one who's read this book and i need to talk about it get on reddit have you been on Reddit? have you looked at the subreddit i need to like finish the series before there's definitely like fan art out there um you think i 
please. I've, I've, I've at least looked at some fan art, Quinn. I mean, come on. I can't even talk about the characters. Be- okay, whatever. I don't know anything yet. Wait until yeah, I like know, know you've things. You've read literally a chapter. But if anyone, yeah. well, this is good because when I hit, came in hot with the Hunger Games, everyone was like, "We're fucking over that, Maddie. You get the memo." But now, if anyone wants to pick up Akatar, A Court of Thorn and Roses, we're pretty much reading it in real time. Yeah. This is book club now. This and is not about club. anything relevant to no. the topic of our podcast. No. no. Well, we we haven't hung out in like forever. Yeah, it feels so like it's been a really long time. We haven't hung out in seriously like three weeks. We are recording this virtually, just so y'all know. Um, we are not in person right now because I was sick this past week. I got my second COVID vaccine on the fourth and then about a week later i came down with a cold so i don't know if that's related or if i just happened to get the first cold i've had since like january of 2020 a week after my second shot yeah because i don't know the universe has a sense of humor but Mm -hmm. maddie for some reason didn't want to sit a foot away from me i can't figure out why yeah i didn't want to breathe in each other's faces for an hour believe it or not that's why my voice sounds extra sexy it's really sexy yeah right it's a good fucking i mean i hate that you're sick especially in this world but like your voice is hot it's good for this podcast we don't shoot to the top of the charts now with your voice like this I know I should be sick more often. Get well soon, but also I don't the other know, day man. it wasn't it wasn't cute. Like two days ago, it was like I was just cracking and popping all over the place. It's been embarrassing to go into work and popping my voice. Like it was I, oh. like this is kind of like husky and raspy. Like yeah. the other day it was I sounded pubescent. Oh, you were like your voice was like squeaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry we missed last week, guys. Um. Shit just got a little haphazard, yeah. and I, I'm adjusting to a new schedule at the restaurant that I work at, and it was Mother's Day, and there was just kind of a lot going on, and it got away from us, so kind of a bummer, yeah, but totally we're back. Is. Well, anything going on in your life that you want to talk about on the pod, or any, I don't know, before we get into today's topic? Oh, um, wait, we haven't introduced ourselves. Today, oh, well, it does in the <laughs> intro. Yeah, fair. Okay. Well, but this I, the sexy voice is Quinn. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sexy voice is Quinn. I'm Maddie Madeline. This is Young and Bereaved, a grief podcast. Thanks. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. No, continue. Um, today is my parents' 28th wedding anniversary. Oh shit, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, that is something. My dad. Oh, and another thing. Uh, my brother graduated college on this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we all went up to Kent State. And, um, you know, these big family events and holidays make me so nervous in the buildup just because you don't know what it's going to be like. But I think Mm -hmm. especially with an event like graduation where it's like fanfare is like the name of the game, like everybody there is in such a happy sort of celebratory state of mind that um, and it wasn't just it wasn't just me and my dad. It was my aunt and my cousin Maisie as well. So we kind of had our little family and and it felt really good. And we were able to have not just a good day in spite, but like, we just had a great day. Mm -hmm. Like we really did have a good time together and we were all really proud of Ryan and, um, you know, graduating in a year like this, not only the pandemic, but mama dying and it's just been really hard. So not, not having her there was shitty, but, um, like my dad said, like it, it, it wasn't about that so much as it was about his accomplishment. And so that was really the point of the day was, was that he was the star and, I think he really felt that way. So it, it was a nice day, but, you know, s- sad nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But also, yeah, today's my parents' 28th wedding anniversary. My dad texted the group chat this morning and I could never remember their anniversary because like, I don't know, kids, kids don't think about that. Yeah, like it's I didn't never either. And my mom would act like I was like some heathen <laughs> and it's like, yeah. hey, I wasn't there. Like, like I it don't was, know. I, yeah, I wasn't there. Like, I, it's... I wasn't. I don't know. It's not in my calendar. Yeah. Um, One nine-year-old is like counting down the days <laughs> for their parents' wedding. It's like, we don't care. Sorry. <laughs> it's also my parents' wedding anniversary, I'm realizing, falls between mo- Mother's Day and Father's Day. So, mm-hmm. like, you guys got your your yeah, shining you got, moment. Your dad, you got something coming up, man. Right. Like, relax. <laughs> um, so, he texted the group chat and... Um, I said how I could never remember their anniversary because I always thought that it was in like August, just like in my mind, that was the association I, I had. Um, but yeah, he, he sent us a photo of her on, on their wedding day and um, yeah, it wasn't anything super, super maudlin, but um, you know, now that I'm, now that I don't live with him in the house, I don't really see how this stuff is playing out in real time, you know, yeah. like I don't. I don't see the the actual face and movement behind the text message. So I kind of just have to take him at face value, which I think yeah. is a lot healthier. Like I was going to say that's good for you. Yeah. I'm not really reading into shit as much as I used to when I was around um, all the time, but I, I wasn't sure what he was going to do. And so I just responded like, wish she were here to celebrate. And by celebrate, I mean, roll her eyes and tell you how lucky you are because that is what every anniversary was. Um, or like him to get her yellow roses and the wrong kind of chocolate like he did every year or <laughs> jewelry that uh, she hated and ended up returning like he did every yeah. year. <laughs> did you say um, that to him? Yeah, I did. That's so funny. That's so good. Because that's what it was. Like he was so fucking lucky that that she uh, that she married him. Um, but I just asked him like, are you doing anything to distract yourself? Like I don't because I, I was working and I, I wasn't going to be able to be with him myself. Not that there was anything I could really do, which is like a lesson I've had to learn 3 million times in the last like yeah. 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually, I am proud of him. He he went to um, Erie to see a Seawolves game because um, he bought season tickets for the summer, I think. Um, is that baseball? Yeah, it's minor league baseball. He loves minor league baseball. So we used to go to games all the time. And we went to a bunch of Seawolves games when I was a kid. And he went to games with my mom in the past couple years. So um, that's something he's been really missing out on in the pandemic is just live sports. Like that's really Mm -hmm. just something he loves doing is just going to a game, even if it's alone, which he did go alone today. And he always ends up making friends and like bullshitting Mm -hmm. with someone along the way because that's just who he is. Like anytime we were out anywhere, me and my mom would turn our backs for a second and he would be like in a full fledged conversation with a stranger about like the civil war or whatever. Um, But he's, he's good at that. It's uh. It's tough, but I think that I'm proud of him for not just like kind of sitting home and, yeah, and being seriously. in a pit. Like he he really did the best thing that he could have done for himself today. So I think I'm that's impressed really cool. with him, and I'm proud of him. I know, like yeah. just thinking back over the last year, and I and I, I guess that's I a, something that I don't know if we'll just not really speak on, or if we'd bring on someone mm-hmm. else. But when we did our whole holiday episodes, like anniversary, like wedding anniversary or something like that is something that. Yeah. That's not something we have anything to say about. I have nothing to bring up about that. Right. Right. Well, I'm really happy for your dad. And it, it, it also speaks a lot to like, I, at the beginning of my grief, like right when my mom passed, my mom passed May, 2020. So like 
fan- pandemic was in full swing, baby. Mm-hmm. And like, there was nothing. And I loved it because no one could, no one was just dropping off, at, like dr- stopping. Right. By. Like maybe they put something on our porch, but no one was like trying to come inside or like hang out. And I loved yeah. that because I didn't <laughs> actually want to be around anyone. Yeah. And it was a great excuse to like not have to see anyone and no one to just like show up. But then as I slowly started to like, not even heal, but like want to heal, which is a big decision. Yeah. Oh my like, God. That's so different. I'm ready to like start healing. You now. have to allow yourself and free yourself from the guilt of being like, if I heal, does that mean I didn't love my mom? Oh my God. I know. Oh. Yeah. You people think oh. it's just the pain. It's like the guilt of letting go of the pain <laughs> next to the guilt of everything you were. Oh, y'all wanted layers. Grief yeah, is an onion, it. bitch. Oh, so when I finally decided to like, well, when I was like, I'm ready to like do a little something and like not be just wallowing all the time. It was the fucking pandemic and I couldn't do anything. And I, right. and I it wasn't rem- up to you. And I f- remember saying to my therapist, like, I feel like this is making me really stagnant in my grief because I can't go out and do anything or see anyone. And mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to like start moving forward a little bit. And there's no like there's no baseball games to go to if you're a baseball fan or like anything I love to do so it's nice that for your dad that's you know he's ready like on a day that could have been really dark he's able to go do something that would yeah wouldn't wasn't accessible yeah make a choice about how you're gonna feel for the rest of the day yeah like make a choice of doing something you're like okay I'm gonna do something that'll make me happy and I'm not gonna sit and twiddle my thumbs all day yeah and that wasn't an option for like the first six months at least I mean mostly into 2021 you know yeah and also my dad is like a man who is I mean, guilt is kind of the foundation of who he is like he just guilt has always been a part of him so Hmm. Um, you know, you talk to people about grief and, and the first emotion that comes to mind for most people, not me because I'm weird, but most people it's, um, guilt or regret. And so for him to be able to do something nice for himself without feeling, I'm sure he felt guilty, but being able to do it despite that, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. that shows a lot of growth for him too. Well, I tip, I have, um, what, what would you say about a fifth left of my Corona light and I tip it to your mom and dad. Happy wedding anniversary to them. I don't know if I'm insulted by that actually. You're like, that was pretty disrespectful to yeah. my mom, Maddie. Honestly. I don't want your fifth of your warm Corona. It's not warm, bitch. I'm, this is fresh out the fridge. I just drank it quickly. <laughs> I may burp on this microphone of how quickly I've drank this Corona and that's I may fine. need to go get another one. We're bearing it all here. Mm-hmm. It's a Saturday night that we're, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, we want to talk about what my Sunday is going to look like editing this bitch. <laughs> like it's a Saturday night right now. Like this comes out Monday. Okay. We won't go over too long then. I don't care. I, I think I'm just going to go light on the edit. So if. That's the other thing. I'm recording with my window open, so you may hear like nature noises. And if you have a problem with that, like you need to reevaluate life. If you have a problem with nature noises, like yeah, like, I hate birds chirping. It's like yeah, ask yourself some questions. Yeah, ask that. yourself some questions. So yeah, there may be some noises, nature noises, because my some light open. ambient nature noises. Yeah, that's great. This is a sad podcast. We're just trying to <laughs> lull you. What about you? Are are is there anything new? Anything of note in the last week or two? Um, I've just been working a lot, which I like. Um, yeah, oh, me too. Wait, have I n- mentioned how I started the artist way on here? No, uh, tell you know me about that. All my actor friends do it. Um, 
so I started the artist way. You do in your mortgages. I have been doing. I've been, <laughs> I, and I will tell you this. So I'm. I do. I like. I consider myself a creative person. Everyone is a creative person, but yeah. I haven't been afraid of of leaning into creativity. I really was. There was a period of time where I was really afraid of being vulnerable, especially as a writer. Putting oh my being gosh, like, yeah. I wrote this and putting it out. Even there calling for- yourself a writer oh, is like, oh my god, so vulnerable. Oh yeah, like there was times because what right? if someone's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I had I read a thing that changed my life like right when I graduated college that was like if you write you're a writer like that's it there's no yeah there's that's it that's all it takes is write and I and I've passed that on to so many people but I remember like posting on Instagram like right after I graduated college like here's a link to my blog and just like like the type of thing where you click the phone shut and throw it across the room because you're so embarrassed and like sending a risky text message sending a risky text (laughs) message like Hey guys, read my blog and be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> oh, gross! Oh my god, I can't. Who am I? What did I even do?" The, like, yeah, yeah, the embarrassment. Burning, like I can feel Being the perceived. Five years later, I still remember the feeling, and so. Once I got past the hurdle of like being like, I'm okay with admitting like I do this creative stuff and I'm okay with admitting, you know, or I'm okay with putting it out there. Yeah, um, sharing it. Sharing it. I in really recent two past two years I've had a lot of um just burnout and um you know my mom got sick and I had a lot of family stuff and like I just all of my creativity kind of went on the back burner and I just had a lot of like internal wrestling with like is this important work like is this superficial shit to be working like just having like being at real odds with everything I had been like working towards and just being like I don't know if I care about this anymore like and it's hard because I've all I've I up until recently you're such a workaholic I know yeah I I I put a lot of store in my like self-worth with how productive I am that day yeah that's tough and I've always I have worked more or less freelance for the past five years so when you're your own boss it's just I mean, this is a different podcast, but yeah, I can just be really hard on myself. And that obviously eats away at the creativity. All of this to say, I had heard about Artist Way, obviously never done it, was in Barnes and Noble. It like was out like facing and I was like, it's a sign. So I bought it and I've (laughs) just been loving it. I've been doing my morning pages every day and in it, she's like, if you're a writer, if you do these morning pages every day, basically you have to write three pages longhand if, if you're unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, I promise you the rest of your writing will like be so much easier. And I was like, yeah, bullshit. And then like later that day I started writing and it was like, came out so fluidly. I was like, oh my God. It just, I like have already felt like such the results and I've been going on my little artist dates. I've been going to the movies by myself and doing stuff like that. So yeah, the, the highlight in my life right now is, is definitely, um, working through the artist way. So yeah, if awesome. anyone feels a little stuck in their creativity, look it up. And then hit me up. And then pick up Akatar <laughs> and read it and email me about that. Uh, at your personal email. Not that, not even the podcast. Okay. Email. All right. I'll brief podcast at gmail.com. Um yep. my brother was like, What's this book you're really into? I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not relevant to you. It's not you wouldn't like it. You would not like it. It definitely doesn't have a lot of sex scenes in it or anything, and you wouldn't like it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for asking. All right. Yeah. I'm glad right. that that's working for you. Yeah. 
You can borrow it when I'm done, but it it is three months long, so it'll be a minute. Oh God, I don't know that I've ever stuck with a habit for three months in my life. I've only stuck with bad ones for three months. For sure. Me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> it's so hard for me to build up good habits, but I pick up bad habits like it's so no problem. Easily. So easy. I'm so committed to my bad habits. Uh, <sighs> why is life that way? <laughs> Um, maybe we just need to change, flip the perspective on what's good and what's bad. I guess so. You're right. Smoking weed every day is good for me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Thank you. Eating cookies for breakfast because you're addicted to sugar. Which I literally did today. Me too. I had a blondie. Alex is constantly baking. I had two sugar cookies for breakfast. Oh, poor you. That sucks. Your roommate bakes. I'm so sorry. I wasn't even complaining. Um, he's literally well, baking right now as we speak. I was gonna bake after this. What's he's What's he baking? He's baking more sugar cookies, but this time they're gonna have like a Nutella frosting deal. Something. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I know. Is that legal? Like what? I'm, Last I'm... night was just sugar cookies with um, like rainbow sprinkles. Oh, I'm gonna Cute. do white chocolate lavender cookies, which I don't actually what? know. Lavender is. We'll see how the lavender turns. Yeah, out. have you have you baked with lavender before? Uh, no, I haven't. I will be really interested because I love lavender like everything. So I would love to try eventually. Uh, yeah, I will bring you over some. Yeah, I was gonna say lab lab cookies, but why? Because of one 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 one. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't know, sorry. <laughs> um. So today's topic is Dream. I talking to you dude i like, know we me too this no. is bs okay. i hate being busy i yeah. hate capitalism etc <laughs> etc etc et et okay so <laughs> today's topic which came to me as i was we like didn't know what to talk about on the podcast and i was laying in bed trying to fall asleep and then i was like oh wait let's talk about dreams like let's talk about like dreams are such a weird plot element of grief like yeah it's something everyone talk it's definitely not like a main character like a main story or anything but it like it comes up and like people talk about them like in books or to each other or it's grief dreams and dreams are like such a part of grief yeah yeah um yeah and everybody comes into it with a different um Mm -hmm. because everybody has their own like brand of dream experience like i've i have always been a very very vivid dreamer um Mm -hmm. and i used to be i used to almost exclusively have nightmares every night um because i was taking melatonin for a really long time because my sleep schedule got totally fucked after um my freshman year of college so melatonin gave me these wild wild nightmares that felt so real so vivid and then i started smoking pot and it was partially to help me sleep without melatonin and mm-hmm. it certainly got the job done there but also I would not dream at all with weed. Like it, it was just oh, I would I be asleep and black out. That. I remember yeah. you saying that at the beginning. So of- that was actually kind of um so anytime I would take uh time off smoking, after a couple of days I would start having really, really vivid dreams again. And now it seems like I've been able to find some kind of middle ground because I have been having dreams, but they haven't been quite as like 
lifelike. I've never had a lucid dream, but they, they've always mm-hmm. I've always kind of known what was happening around me and, and remembered for the most part when I wake up. Um, but so I, I was interested to stop smoking after my mom passed because I was like, well, you know, one of the main things you hear about after somebody's loved one dies is that they see them in dreams. And yeah. even my mom even my mom would tell me that she would see her mom in her dreams and that she would feel like her mom was trying to communicate with her when she was dreaming after she right. passed. So that was something that I was really curious about. Um, and it just so happened, like I moved back home from New York after my mom passed. So I like didn't have a hookup or anything. So I, I was dry by choice and not by choice. You're a like it's slang right now. You're so I- fucking cool. <laughs> I have a hookup so I was dry. <laughs> it just kind of like was convenient that I didn't have yeah. a, a plug in Pittsburgh oh. because it was what? <laughs> what do you want me to say? I want you to sound like a narc when you talk about this shit. All right. So all I feel our... like I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to dream. I, I, I wanted to know what that would be like. I wanted to know if I would see her. I, so you, I was it was really intentional. Curious. Like it was like, so yeah, it was like, it, it was a product of circumstance. Like it would have happened either way, but it was intentional that I was like, I want to see. not smoke for a while and, and see if, if I see her, like see uh, what, what that what is, a, what me. grief dream is, what grief yeah. dream is like. Um, because I didn't, I, I had heard you know, you hear like, oh, you they visit me in my dreams. I really thought before my mom died, I really thought that was a whole bunch of BS. I was like, really? okay, that's not real. Like, but yeah. were you, did you, are, were you a dreamer before? Like, what was your dream space like before I have, this? I usually have dreams. Yeah, I yeah. dream a lot. Um, yeah. I don't work on trying to remember them a lot, but I dream a lot. And, you know, you hear about, people saying like oh I had a dream I thought you were just dreaming about the person that you because my dreams I dream a lot but they're all nonsense okay so I've never been one who puts a lot of store in dreams because I think I thought that they were just kind of well yeah you were never looking for a message until now I wasn't looking for a message in my dream until my mom died so before I was like these are gibberish and when people say that so-and-so visit them in a dream I had never had an interaction in a dream that felt otherworldly or like it was a genuine interaction like I had a dream I was dating Drake I don't feel like I actually have a connection (laughs) with Drake now or anything (laughs) like that like I thought it was just kind of like that like oh you dream about the person who passed and like it's nice but I don't know I figured my mom would be in my dreams at some point but I never thought okay this is how we're going to communicate like I'm going to get a communication from her Mm -hmm. or anything like that I don't know that I anticipated a communication I certainly anticipated seeing her mm-hmm. um just because she and I think I expressed this to you like when I started having dreams about her it wasn't anything like prophetic or like I thought that she was like there talking to me it was just like she was a character in my life like she was one of my main characters and all my main characters are in my dream because that's what my brain knows like that's who that's who my brain is putting in my dreams you know um but it just became but did you realize she was dead like when she was a character in your dream were you like why are you here so it started to change um so the first dream that i can remember having about her uh after she passed was I don't know how long after, but um, I remember her 
telling me that um she just said take care of ryan who is my brother and that's the first dream i remember having of her so that kind of felt that feels um, like deliberate because i don't know that that's a message i would send myself but you know who knows how the brain works but did it feel different did that dream like feel really clear or anything or like did it just the fact that she spoke to me stood out to me um and it stands out in hindsight because all the dreams i've had of her since she um anytime i want her to speak to me she she won't you know um because the dreams i have about her now are all sort of have this desperate urgency on my end because i know that she's about to die or i know that she is dead or um like i know that we don't have time and and she doesn't yeah. know that and so i'm asking yeah. her um my main thing in my dream space recently as in like the past couple months i would say is that I'm so obsessed with this idea of like being able to have one last conversation with her and not even like not a conversation like bullshitting, like a a conversation with a point with a goal, which is what do you want me to know? What do Uh you want to say to me knowing that I will never speak to you again? Like what, what are your parting words? What would you say to me if you knew you weren't going to be able to talk to me again? Um, Cause I, I, yeah, right. Um, because I, I saw on Instagram, which I sent you, this girl collaborated with her mom to make a book um, answering all the questions that she would want answers to after her mom would eventually die. And I was so jealous. Yeah. I'm so bitter. And I was like, your mom's still alive. Like, I, that, yeah, that you get this book girl. and you get your mom. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Right. You get to eat your cake. You Whatever. You get to have your yeah, cake and eat know. it too. You get all the cakes. You're at a fucking You get all bakery. the cake. All the breakfast cookies. Yeah. I get shit. I get yeah. nothing. I don't get a book or my mom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So- and it made me mad. And it, like, that's something that I don't like about grief is that I get like this bitterness towards things like that, which are objectively nice and good. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want that person's mom to be dead, but it's just like, fuck off. Like, it's not fair. That's really like what it boils down to. A lot of grief people, a lot of people who are grieving would see that and be jealous. Like, I, I think. Yeah. Because she gets the guidebook that I'm asking my dead mom for in my dreams. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. That's so anytime, anytime I, I dream about her now, it's me asking her those questions and the dream ending before she can answer me. I have a pretty similar thing. I have had a couple dreams with my mom and a couple, I would say one, maybe two, but definitely one that I feel like were what people refer to as visitation dreams mm-hmm. where they're like, it was a different type of dream unlike anything I've ever had before. And if there was something with my mom, I think it would have been that dream. That being said, I still dream about my mom not super frequently, but often enough. And those, yeah. I don't know if I would say those are quote. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's like your brain putting a character into the dream. Exactly. She's a character in my dreams, but I know she's dead, but it's a dream. So nothing really makes sense. So if she's alive, it's kind of like that where I'm like, oh no, you're going to die soon. Or, or my mom was so sick before she died. So I'm like, you're up and about and doing things and healthy and like what to ha- are you okay do you need to sit down like all yeah. like I'm like going up to her and I'm like how are you like this like well how are you healthy like yeah. just really surprised by it so um 
Yeah, I would say it almost kind of ruins the dream because if my mom's in my dream, I'm confused that she's there and alive or healthy. Yep. And yeah, I don't because it makes you it. ask a question and then you realize the answer. I'm like, how are you? I'm like, if she's a- oh, and it's like, oh, you're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I realize it's a dream, but I'm like, well, you're gonna die like tomorrow. Then, like, you're like on your like, you're this is like borrowed time. Like, you're, you're somehow alive and you shouldn't be. Like, I don't enjoy it at all. Like when people are like, I see me, you know, like grief memes that are like, I hope you visit me in my dreams tonight. It's like I don't really enjoy those dreams, like because I I realize that it's not normal that my mom is there. Yeah, and it doesn't like provide comfort. No. I mean, my my big message though, what I was going to say that's similar if yeah. yours is what do you want to tell me? I just am like I just want to say I love you and thank you. Like I'm always just like I love you so much. I love you so much. Like mom, I love you and I'm sorry for everything and like I I thank you for everything and like that's it. Yeah. Mhm. So it's she, kind of well, sad and desperate. <laughs> Yeah, mine is sad and desperate yeah. in a different way. Um, so yeah, I remember when we had this conversation a couple months ago. Um, I I was in a, a chapter where all my dreams were um I would see her and there were some of them that took place in a hospital and she would be up and walking around and my mom wasn't sick for a long period of time. It was more of a freak medical thing that happened, so it, there was no like decline. Mm-hmm. Um so seeing her like up and about wouldn't be weird for yeah. me, but mm-hmm. We would be like in a hospital or, or um, I don't know, I'd be talking to her in the house. She'd be in her usual chair in her usual robe. And we'd just be like talking back and forth and it would feel normal. And then it, it was like my brain knew I was about to wake up or the dream was about to end. And I'd sort of be lucid for a second and I'd look at her and I would realize that I was dreaming and that she couldn't possibly be there because we had her cremated. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that would bring me back to any kind of reality because in my dream, she was alive, like yeah. alive. Like I would come home and, and I would cry and like collapse and be like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. Like I I, yeah. I was so scared. Like I thought I'd never see you again. And she'd just be like, no, I'm right here. I'm where I always am. And I just crazy sit friend. with like my head in her lap. And then I would realize at the very end of the dream she does not have a body to oh return to God. and that was the only thing that was absurd enough to make me realize that it it couldn't be happening i was willing to accept that she had come back from the dead but i once i realized there was no way for her to yeah. come back cuz there was nothing for her to come back to ooh that i if i could cry right now i would cry i wish i could cry right now i mean you're welcome to but i get it that just really made me sad yeah that's so <laughs> much Wow. I had a couple of really good dreams with my mom. Like I said, for the most part of my mom's in my dreams, I'm kind of confused. I'm like, I thought you were dead. Yeah. maybe, And I hope that'll fade with time because it's gotten less and less over time. Like more recently, if I dream about my mom, I'm I'm less like, how are you here? What's going on? Like, Well, yeah, but in the beginning, and again, I, I'll keep saying this, we're still in the beginning, yeah. but like you're just trying to understand the concept of someone being gone forever. So that's going to be the dream is mm-hmm. like tr- just trying to get that they're actually not here anymore. So recently i've been able to like more or less have a dream with her in it and it's not as like what the fuck why are you like healthy but um at the very beginning so my mom died in may and my birthday is in august so in early august about a week before my birthday i had this dream and i woke up 
or sorry, in the dream, it was like I woke up. I just, everything was so vivid and real. And I had like my hands in front of my face. Like I, I was like walking mm. like I am right now. And I could like, see, it was like I was in a video game or VR. And I was in my bedroom and I heard music coming from our workout room down the hallway. And I walked into the, walked down the hallway. And I remember like looking around the hallway as I walked, like I was really, really walking through my hallway. And I open up the door to the, um, workout room and my mom is working out in a like really beautiful blue gown and she was on the rowing machine which was the machine she always like an erg like that's what she always worked out on and she was in this dress and I was like mom what are you doing here like why are you here and she was like well you have a really and she looked so young and stunning and beautiful she looked amazing and healthy and she was like glowing like she looked angelic like she truly looked like just so like not just the picture of health but like like otherworldly in this beautiful blue dress. And I was like, mom, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? And she was like, well, you have a big birthday coming up and I didn't want to miss it. So I just came to wish you happy birthday. Oh my God. And I was like, thank you. And she was like, it's not every day you turn 30. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not turning 30. Like I'm, I'm turning 27. (laughs) I'm not turning 30. And she was like, oh, you're not. And I was like, no, she's like, Oh, I'm 30. That's what it is. I'm 30 years old. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you look about 30 years old. Like, yeah, you totally do. And she's like, that's what it is. I'm 30. And then I just How like, old was she when she had you? Uh, 32. So okay. it was like right around that time. Um, But she had had my brother five years before. So she was a mom at the time. But um, she, yeah, I just was like, oh, my God. Well, it's so nice to see you. And I hugged her. And I was like, thank you for everything. I love you. I miss you. And she's like, it's so nice of you to say all that. But it's OK. You know, like, it's OK. And like, that's the other thing. Like, my mom can be really sassy to me in my dreams. Like, sometimes yeah. like, and my mom was sassy in real life. And in my dreams, like, sometimes we bicker if like, <laughs> I come in all high strong. And I'm like, why don't you sit down? Mom? <laughs> but in this she was like so like madeline it's good like we're good and like i don't know it i yeah i I interested to hear people have like that sort of like i have this one dream i put in a different category than all the other yeah like yeah when people say now when they say things like i had a dream and it it felt different i'm like oh i get that like that is a thing i was just looking through my notes app because i know that when i have like really dreams that affect me, I I write them down. Um, And I found one from October 6th that I actually, usually when I I read back through a dream description, it it brings me back into the dream and I can see it Mm -hmm. playing again. But this one, I don't remember at all, which is so weird. Um, And I'm just going to read it. It said, mama was in the bathroom getting ready. She was wearing a bright shirt and had green eyeshadow on. I told her it made it, it made her look like Susie, who's her older sister. I asked where she was going, and she said she was getting ready to go meet Apple, who was her mom who had passed. <laughs> I asked if I would ever see her again, and she said probably not. I said I loved her because I couldn't think of anything else to say. I don't remember having that at all. Wow. I definitely have more in here. Um, there was one... So I was in this place with just like knickknacks and shit everywhere. And I knew that it was supposed to be a witchcraft shop. I knew that I was going to be working and living there. And it was in the middle of nowhere. And I, I was like, my bed was in like the middle of the store. And I sat down on the bed and um, my mom walked into the store and she sat down next to me. And she, I asked her if it was easier for her to communicate with me there. And she said, yes. 
And I just remember really being struck by just the exchange of, is it easier for you to talk to me here? And her saying Mm -hmm. yes, like very emphatically. Um, And I once had, I once went to a a party of um, like metaphysical witch women in Mm -hmm. uh, Zanesville, Ohio. Of course. Long ago in college and didn't know anybody. And this woman looked at me, right? Like she saw me and she just like looked at me and she looked at the one woman who I knew there and she went, she'd be really gifted with dream interpretation, don't you think? (laughs) And she went, yeah, yeah, I've always thought that. And I feel like if, if I like actually put the work in and, and tried to hone my, my dream space and my dream self, like I would actually be able to move through my dreams with intention and maybe even intentionally reach out to her or attempt to communicate with her in a way that I haven't been able to do in my waking life. Bitch, that's your homework. There you go. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, she literally gave me the answer that it was easier for her while I was asleep. It's in it's. That's interesting because one time I uh, I had a psychic reading um, and I was talking to the it was psychic medium and I was talking to her and she said something like like people often have those visitation dreams I read like years later and yeah. the psychic said something like it's interesting that your mom can do this. It usually right takes away. people a long time to figure out how to do this. I think your mom yeah. like just really misses you or something like that. That she's like, I don't know. I think that that's an interesting way that your mom would want to communicate. You yeah, know? you. I mean, you have been more focused on like waking forms of communication, for sure. And I think that that has been completely inaccessible to me. Yeah, and maybe if I turn to unconscious communication that that might be not easier but i might find more progress there or more comfort i don't know i'm not sure that even that one like even the ones that i've talked about just now i'm not sure i would call any of them like a full-on visitation Mm -hmm. i've had like little moments within dreams like that communication or the one where she said she was going to see her mom and that i would never see her again like stuff like that you know that yeah that that felt more significant um, but I don't know. I haven't. I haven't had one recently. Have you had one recently? Uh, no, 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 no. I had a really great one like last night where I was like hanging out with my ex boyfriend and I got to like break up with him again. I was like, wait, we're not <laughs> hanging out. Like you can go. Like this isn't happening. Like it was great. That I got a is him a good dream. It was so awesome. So I'm kind <laughs> of riding that high today, but no, I haven't had one with my mom. But I don't. I thought I'd want them more than I do because I don't, they're getting better, but like they were so uneasy for me for so long. Like, I think you're just a chiller person than me. And that even shows up in the dreams. Like, yeah, totally. When my mom shows up in my dreams. It makes sense that I would be better like while asleep. Uh, Yeah. No, even in your sleep, you're chiller than me. (laughs) You're like sick. Mom's here. And in my dream, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you sit down? Can I get you something? (laughs) I do really appreciate that. Um, I think definitely after this episode, anybody who would feel comfortable sharing their grief dreams with us, I would be so interested to hear. So interested. Because I've only gotten feedback from you about this and about how your mom has shown up. So um, any of you who have lost parents or loved ones or or partners or whatever, 
have you felt like you've been able to like speak with them and communicate with them in, in your dreams? Do you know that they're gone in your does, dreams? And how does like, the dream feel? Like, yeah, is it like yeah, stressful? the sense of the dream? Definitely um, hit up the email with those. Um, so let's unless you have something that you want to um, add. I was going to pivot to recommendations and shit going on in the stars. Okay. I think the only, it's not even something I want to add. It's something I'm going to ask. If any of you guys do have any experience like with lucid dreaming or intentional dreaming or any strategies or, or books or resources that you can recommend, I would be really, really interested. Hit her up in the DM. Yeah. Let a bitch know. Follow us, please. I I haven't been on our Instagram in so long. I deleted it right before Mother's Day. Good for you, man. Yeah. Um, at Bereaved Podcast, though, and Bereaved Podcast. And I do want to give a shout out to Cassidy Layton, who is going to oh. be making our graphics from now on, like all of them. And Fuck you, she- Canva. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> Cassidy Layton's putting you out of business. Cassidy Layton is amazing. Uh, you guys have seen our cover art. Like we, it sells itself. It's incredible. <laughs> Go check out Cassidy. If you have any need for a designer, check out Cassidy. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, the, She's the, probably done the artist way. 150th of my Corona left. This is. I'm surprised you haven't finished it. To Cass- well, because who wants to drink this foam? But to Cassidy, <laughs> unless this is rude. Enjoy your backwash. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> the best part the best part the warm foam at the bottom of your corona light so so what do you have to recommend this week oh well thanks for asking um i have this article that my friend jane actually sent me um in august of last year mm-hmm. a lot of august vibes on the podcast today so it, it <laughs> yeah, was wow um it was written in 2013 because apparently grief is just oh my god <laughs> yeah this is and it's a great article but it's like the only like nobody's died since 2013 yeah, that's apparently what it is. it's from the la times in 2013 and i don't actually like the title it's called how to not say the wrong thing the article kind of goes on saying how this uh the the author's wife had breast cancer and when people would come visit a couple of people said some like pretty not great things like they wanted to visit and the his wife said no and the person said well this isn't about you and she's like my breast cancer isn't about me it's about you mm-hmm. or you know the person saw her and was really upset and was like oh my god she looks horrible i wasn't prepared for this like to the mm-hmm. husband and the husband's like why are you saying that to me like Ew. take take that home so the it's all about ring theory. And so basically, if you can imagine a bullseye, the person who is sick or suffering or dying is the center of the bullseye. And then the first ring outside of that would be like me or you, like immediate caretakers, like closest family. And then maybe the ring outside of that would be like their friends or like our friends or like people like kind of one ring out. And then it keeps going out and out and adding colleagues and and people who are more peripheral. And the idea is that you can explain how hard this is for you, but you have to do it to someone in a ring higher than yours. You can't dump in. You have to dump out. Yes. 
my mom, let's put my mom in the center of the ring. My mom can say to anyone how difficult this, even though she didn't because she was the strongest person I have ever known and will ever know. She never complained, but she could say it to anyone. And, but then me in the immediate circle, I can say it to anyone except my mom. I can't dump Mm -hmm. in. I can't say to my mom, this is so hard for me or anything like that. Now my friends can say to their, you know, extraneous friends, this has been so difficult supporting Maddie, but they're not going to turn to me who's in a closer Mm -hmm. ring or to my mom and say, oh, it's been so difficult supporting Maddie. It just says comfort in dump out. So you can put comfort inside of the ring lower than you, but dump how hard it is going That's like kind of genius. It illustrates the concept really well. And I just love the that final. That makes so much yep. sense. And I love the final line of this article. Don't worry. You'll get your turn in the center of the ring. You can count on that. Ah. Uh, yeah. Ah! I just like the realness of it. I wish my oh, fucking God. ex. Someone had sent this article to my ex-boyfriend who had six siblings but needed to tell me how hard it was for him to support me through my grief. Even though Fuck he- that guy. I'm going to dump him in my dream yeah, tonight. Yeah, let's all dump him in our dreams tonight. <laughs> okay, on the on the wavelength of like, I mean, you didn't like the title, but I, I'm going to go there as like what to say, what not to say. That is like a very clear boundary of where to start. Mm-hmm, exactly is like who you can say it to if they are in a closer ring than you comfort only if they are in a larger ring than yours you can you can vent about how hard this yeah. is but only if they're in a larger ring than you and yeah. this article will obviously be linked in the show notes yes um, yeah i've thought about it so much since yeah jane, good share jane, jane sent it to me um you got anything in the stars um yeah actually huge week um jupiter has entered pisces it's good news it's good news you guys it's actually really good news um this is a, a transit that astrologers have been talking about for a really long time, especially knowing how shitty 2020 was going to be just by like all the transits that were happening. A lot of people were looking to, okay, if we can get to Jupiter entering Pisces, like, really? we'll be able to have fun again. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Basically, uh, Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. So when a planet enters its traditional sign where it rules, it is more comfortable. It is it's most comfortable, really. So anything that is associated with that planet is able to be expressed in its freest, most um, flowing kind of form. There's no obstacles to it. It's it's like when you're in your own house. You know where everything is. Oh, you know how like to take that. care of Literally yourself. Uh, you know how to welcome other people in, and you know you know how to get the job done. And so Jupiter is back into Pisces. It knows exactly how to do whatever it wants to do. What is Jupiter role? If you think about it, it's the largest planet in our our solar system. Uh-huh. So it's all about abundance and expansion and growth. These concepts of like getting bigger, and of course everything has its shadow side. So what can be a negative of that? You think of uh, expansion at somebody else's expense. You think of colonialism. Like mm-hmm. there are definitely um, aspects of Jupiter that that can harm other people, mm-hmm. but. If we're looking at like all the shit that's happened in the past year, we're looking at um, where Jupiter is coming from, which is Aquarius co-present with Saturn, 
which basically Saturn represents everything that is opposite to what Jupiter wants to do. So Saturn has been in domicile in Aquarius with Jupiter and Jupiter's like, can we party? And Saturn's like, no, like do your homework, like stay inside. Yeah. Lock the doors. And that's basically what the last year has been. So this is really a, it's a, a reopening transit, like quite literally going into the sign of Pisces, which is the boundless mutable water oceanic sign of like free-flowing love and and universality and the collective and the jupiter the the planet of like um just like fun and and uh going places and exploring and wisdom and travel whether that's actual physical literal travel or mental travel and like Mm. learning and and conversing with different people all of those things that have not been available to us for the past year while Jupiter has been in Aquarius are we're going to see a return to nice. basically in the most literal way. That is how you can translate Jupiter going into Pisces. Um, here's the catch, though. Oh, great. It's only going to. Yeah, it, it's only going to be in Pisces this time for three months. So it's leaving Pisces on uh, july 28th and retrograding backwards into aquarius again oh so you know exactly so like on a literal level we're gonna see these three months of opening and expansion and love and freedom and travel and then quite literally jupiter is gonna go back into saturn sign with saturn and we're gonna be fucking locking our doors again personally i think that it's gonna be a return to some mandates and restrictions actually jupiter went into pisces and everybody got the cdc announcement about um not wearing masks anymore like quite literally at like on the same day that jupiter entered pisces we were told that we didn't have to wear masks if we were vaccinated. Jupiter is going to be in Aquarius from July 28th until I think it's about mid-December, and then it's going to re-enter Pisces. So we only have to do a couple more months, and then all I think it's almost all of 2022 that Jupiter is going to be in Pisces the entire time. So really, when you think about it, it's like, yes, we get this moment of like, okay, dipping our toes back in, like we can have fun again oh wait maybe not we might have moved too soon everybody put your masks back on the rest of the year and then you get into next year and then it's like for real this time like everybody kiss each other on the mouths no consequences so kiss someone on the mouth there will be no consequences (laughs) my advice for jupiter and pisces for these next three months is to have as much fun as you can should that be my my dating app pickup line like Hey, I'm not even Jupiter joking. Is yes, back in, it, it, Jupiter's in Pisces. Let's party. <laughs> is that right? That's such a good line. Yes, let's we'll do that on our perfect. dating apps right now and see who gets a response faster. Yes, that we and that's done this yeah. at the beginning of the show. So yeah, if you if you look at your chart and see where Pisces is, what house Pisces is, that is the area of your life that is going to be impacted by Jupiter and Pisces. I like it. Wait. Um. Also, before we go. Uh, we have some iTunes reviews. Do we? Young, yes. Um, and I, I just w- wanted to say we have uh, eight five-star ratings. So thank Stop you, it. guys. Please oh continue my God. to rate and review. That means so much. Um, and then That's so exciting. actually left a review. And the best part about this review is that their name is a subtle Hunger Games reference. Their name is Primrose. Stop! You are all enabling her. 
Thank you. I thought you were going to accuse me of like making an, another iTunes account <laughs> to leave a review under a like D-list Hunger Games reference. I guess Primrose isn't D-list, but she's pretty A-list Hunger Games. So thank you, Primrose. Primrose. We'd love to see more reviews and stuff. Follow Please. us on the gram. Share. You guys have been so great about sharing it on your IG stories. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much. Please continue to do it that. It does. But um, thank you. We're grateful. Yeah. Yeah. We really are. Thank you for listening. And um, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Yeah. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah. I've had bed bugs twice. I am not going to respond because I don't want to curse myself. <laughs> <laughs> if that yeah. tells you anything about how many times I've had bed bugs. Yeah. Okay, there, enough said. All right, well <laughs> we I like to end it either on my poison ivy or the fact that I've had bed bugs. <laughs> Just keeping it real here on the pod. Probably next time I won't sound as sexy, so soak it up. Yeah, so but this will live forever on the internet. Yes. You good. need a dose. You're gonna like be getting ready doing your own makeup, listening to this podcast to like fully <laughs> as inspo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this should have ended like a minute Okay, ago, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>